Peace be with you. Welcome to College Mennonite Church on this spring morning. Welcome to those of you who are here in this space or those of you who are joining us through technology. Today we especially welcome you who are here celebrating Goshen College graduations. The Easter season is a time of change and new beginnings for our church family to walk through together. Please join me in the call to worship printed in your bulletin. The Lord is risen. Cristo ha resucitado. We watch this morning for the fire that was in the beginning and burns bright in every living creature. Jesus tells us, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you. You shall receive power. Recibirás poder. Recibirás poder. Please turn in your blue hymnal to number 269, Thine is the Glory, 269, and stand as it suits. And then in the same hymnal, number 290, Spirit, come dispel our sadness, 290.
are a community intricately woven with the Goshen College community. And we celebrate today with all who are graduating from Goshen College. Whether you are part of our community on Wednesday nights, or on Sunday mornings, or you spent your childhood and youth years here, or some combination of those, we have been changed by your presence with us. While we don't have an exhaustive list of everyone connected with CMC who is graduating today, and if you are here on Wednesday nights, you understand why that is, we do know the names of those who grew up here. So, congratulations to Aidan Friesen and Olivia Copsey and Hajin Kim and Christy Sessa and Emily Stoltzfus and Logan Swartzendruber. And Michael Aspinwall, who today becomes the youngest known person to ever graduate from Goshen College. <laughs> Let's pray together. God, our creator, we come before you today as your grateful children. God, our Redeemer, we enter your presence in awe of your surprising love. God, our Sustainer, we gather in anticipation of your promise to empower us. You are intimately acquainted with our whole beings. Today we lift those who struggle physically and emotionally. We pray for your strength and courage for those dealing with all kinds of illnesses. For Caleb, and his family finishing a week of treatment in New York, and for others who are struggling with everything from seasonal allergies to other painful life experiences. We lift to your care those in the midst of transitions, especially those moving on from careers or for our graduating college students. We remember Keith Johnson transitioning into life here in Goshen. We pray for grace and strength for those who give care. And we ask for comfort for those who mourn, particularly for Helen Detweiler and all of the family, friends, and students of Deb Detweiler. You are an expansive God, enveloping the whole world in your care. We lift up our brothers and sisters around the world and here in our country who deal with unrest due to climate change, politics, and violence, especially those affected just last night by gun violence. We don't understand that, God. Holy Trinity, your dance of love invites us into the mysteries of death and life, pain and hope, despair and joy. Ours is the story of victory over death. We inhabit an earth alive with your goodness. Make us sensitive to the groans of creation, ready to join in your healing work. In the name of the risen Christ, we pray. Amen. Children, we are going to sing a song now that I know many of you know well. So sing along as you come forward. And there are some instruments up here. So the sooner you get down here, the longer you get to play instruments. The rest of you, please turn in your purple Sing the Story book to number 40. So Mandela. And we know we move better when there's music, and we also sing better when there is movement. Uh, so I am going to ask that you stand if you're able. And uh, you can participate on many levels. Uh, at the very least, on level one, just shift your body weight from one side to the other. Uh, if you're feeling particularly energetic, go ahead and do a, a step or a step touch. Uh, and if you really want to be an overachiever today, add some claps and some arm movements to it. We will do English, Zulu, English.
morning, children. Thank you for helping us be joyful as we sang that song this morning. I am excited to share something with you this morning, and I get to introduce you to some new friends. Are you ready? Give me a thumbs up if you're ready. Are you ready, Daniel? Yes. Okay. All right. So I want you to gather close around here, but today we have to keep our hands either in our pockets or just down by our sides. Well, because what it, these friends are kind of fragile, okay? Fragile. And we, yeah, fragile. Oh, you're onto something. You, you see, there's butterflies on here. Actually, I want you to just tell me what you see. You just shout it out when I um, open this up here. What do you see? Oh, caterpillars. That's right. Well, I want to introduce you to we them. We have our very own caterpillars too at our Yeah, you but they're do. already cocooning. Oh, they are. All right. So you get to watch more than one set of caterpillars. Okay. Let me introduce you. I gave them names. Okay. In this container, there is Peter and John and Philip and Aquila and Cornelius. Okay. There. That one, that one's Peter. He likes to get up higher than and move around. Okay. Oh, that one is John. Okay, and this, this, in this container, there's Mary and Lydia, uh, Priscilla, and Susanna. And we did have, we did have another Mary, but she died, unfortunately. Yeah, and this little tiny one is Susanna that's squirming around there. She's got a ways to grow yet. Um, so when, when, yeah, when we got these, they were that size. And in, in the week's time, they've grown this big. What's that one there? That one, um, that one might be Lydia. Did she die? No, no. Um, it was Mary that died. This um, one right um, What's that one? That one so is the, the other, it's Mary. So that was a yeah, that yes. Yeah, that's sad, die? isn't it? I don't know. You know, they're kind of fragile, and they have to be able to eat really well well, and I'm grow. So hey, it's what, true. So I want to tell one? you something who's about one? them. Who's that one up there? Oh, maybe that's uh, Aquila. No, Peter's over here. Yeah. Okay. But you know what? I didn't put name tags on them, and so as they wiggle around, I'm going to lose track of which one is which. Okay, so we're just guessing at this point. But I want to tell you about these. Did, I, did you hear me say that they started out that small, like that little one that's wiggling around on the bottom there? Well, and you can see it that looks these like a are, worm. yeah, these are about twice kind the size. Worms. You know what they have been doing? All they've been doing is eating, eating and eating and eating and, growing, and wiggling and, growing, and wiggling and growing and growing and growing and, growing and, growing and, growing and pooping. Are, they've been pooping too. And, and shedding. Yes, and yes, and they, they have been. But I bet some of you know why they have to just eat and eat and eat. Do you oh, know why? Oh, they've been shedding their skin. Because so they have to make a chrysalis. That's right, a chrysalis. Yes. And they shed their skin. Yeah, so they have to get, they have to we eat and eat and eat skin. so they can receive um, strength and power and enough fuel that they can crawl to the top of the containers and then they're going to make a chrysalis. How many legs do they have? Okay, a chrysalis is like a cocoon. It's a special place that they are going to hide in for a while. They make silk and wrap they around. Into a butterfly? They turn into a butterfly. So we're going to watch that happen. Do they have? I don't know. How many do you think they have? 20? 20? I think more than 20, but probably hundreds. Yeah, on probably. The, on the bottom. Yeah, they are really fascinating, aren't they? Well, we're going to watch them over the Easter season. And do you know why we're going to do this? To see if they have chrysalis. Yeah, we're going to watch them form a chrysalis and then turn into butterflies. When they turn into butterflies, would it be crowded? Well, we're going to, when they make their chrysalis, we're going to move them into a bigger habitat. Like, 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 um, my habitat when I was in Yes, yes. Well, we can't wiggle them right now because... Well, we have a 
a big one. Okay, a big habitat. Yeah. Okay. And we just hanged our chrysalis caterpillars. Yeah, it's so fun to watch what that happened. The reason why we chose to focus on caterpillars and butterflies is because they are a symbol for new life and resurrection. Worms are too. Is that, yeah. Do, do you know, did we celebrate something about new life and resurrection last Sunday? What did we celebrate last Sunday? Uh, Jesus rose, Jesus died, but Jesus rose from the dead three days later, didn't he? And it was kind of like he went in a tomb, just kind of like a really big chrysalis, and then he, he changed, he came back to life, and so we're, we're going to focus on these over the Easter how, season. How does he die and then he comes back? Well, it has to do with God's power and love. So we'll keep learning about that. So we're going to pray for and watch these caterpillars turn into butterflies over the next week. Well, Daniel can help you with that. <laughs> okay, well, let's pray together. And then each of you, after we pray, before you get your worship bags, Daniel has something to give you that is shows going on the caterpillars going to turning into butterflies, a coloring sheet, and then some pipe cleaners that you can make caterpillars out of, or butterflies, or even a chrysalis if you want to form those. Yes. No, no pet worms today. Okay, let's pray together. Loving God, thank you for the wonderful creatures you place around us that remind us of your creative power your beauty, your mystery. Give strength to our new friends and help them on their journey to become butterflies. Help each one of them and remind them how, help each one of these children and remind each one of them how they can grow and receive power from you and have new life. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, you be thinking about our friends this week, okay? You see Daniel as you get your worship bags. As they're getting their worship bags to go back to their seats, please turn to number 614 in the blue hymnal. In the bulb there is a flower, number 614. preacher today is Phil Waite, our pastoral team leader. Join me in a prayer. God, thank you for your son, Phil. Just as you have guided him in preparation, guide him in preaching this morning. 
In your name, amen. The grace and peace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you all. Christ is risen. Alleluia. Our scripture this morning is found in beginning in Acts chapter 2, verse 37, and continuing, or I'm sorry, verse 43, and continuing through chapter 3, verse 10. Awe came upon everyone because many wonders and signs were being done by the apostles. All who believed were together and had all things in common. They would sell their possessions and goods and distribute the proceeds to, to all as any had need. Day by day, as they spent much time together in the temple, they broke bread at home and ate their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having the goodwill of all the people. And day by day, the Lord added to their number those who were being saved. One day, Peter and John were going up to the temple at the hour of prayer at three o'clock in the afternoon, and a man lame from birth was being carried in. People would lay him daily at the gate of the temple called the Beautiful Gate, so that he could ask for alms from those entering the temple. When he saw Peter and John about to go into the temple, he asked them for alms. Peter looked intently at him, as did John, and said, look at us. And he fixed his attention on them, expecting to receive something from them. But Peter said, I have no silver or gold, but what I have I give you. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, stand up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and raised him up. And immediately his feet and ankles were made strong. Jumping up, he stood and began to walk and entered the temple with them, walking and leaping and praising God. All the people saw him walking and praising God, and they recognized him as the one who used to sit and ask for alms at the beautiful gate of the temple. And they were filled with wonder and amazement at what had happened to him. The word of the Lord. Jacob decided to call the place Peniel, which means face of God. Peniel became the name of the place. And the reason he decided to call it Peniel, he said, is because I have seen God face to face and lived. In the book of Genesis, in the very second verse of the Bible, the Spirit of God hovers over the face of the waters. Hovers over the face of the waters. Moses comes down from Mount Sinai. And because he has been in the presence of God, talking with God, his face is shining. And the people are afraid of him. He, he has a, a shiny face, and they don't want to come near to him. And so when Moses has been talking to God, when he's, when he's done and he goes to meet the people, he puts a veil over his face and then takes it off again for the times when he talks with God. The great blessing of the church 
found in the book of Numbers. The phrase, we invoke the phrase, the very face of God, shine upon you, shine on you, shine on you. And the psalmist says, O God, do not hide your face from me, because when you hide your face from me, it is as if you are hiding life itself from me. And the Apostle Paul tells us that now we see as through a glass darkly, then we shall see face to face. So it is in our text this morning that faces are central to the story. We should not be surprised by this fact. Peter and John go into the temple at the hour of prayer, as presumably was their custom, and there is a man there who, as was his custom at the hour of prayer, to ask for alms from the people. And he sees Peter and John, and he asks them for alms. And Peter and John, who have just, we've learned, been entrusted with the wealth of their community, have the audacity to tell the man that they don't have silver or gold. Well, it may or may not be true. Maybe they had nothing on them, but they had the wealth of a community behind them for sure. We just learned that, right? But they had something far more powerful than silver or gold. They had their faces. And they said to the man, after looking at him intently, they said to him, look at us. Look at us. And the man looked at them. And in that exchange, that facial interaction, that interfacial exchange, the power of God is made known. The power of God is in the face of God. It is the power to interact, to exchange socially, even within the three persons of the Trinity, the facial interaction. And it is this power that is shared with the church. I'm struck by this common purse passage, uh, a version of which appears again in two chapters later. They held everything in common. Everybody sold their possessions, sold what they had, gave everything they had to the community, to the church. They entrusted it with the church. And I want to suggest this morning that the church is a community of faces, lots of different faces. Look around you. We have this wonderful sanctuary which allows us to see our faces. You don't, you're, not, you're not stuck with my face. You get to look at lots of different faces and be blessed by them and to bless them and to share your power with them and to have your power shared. A community of faces. And in the community of goods, the common purse, everything that each one had was shared with this group of faces. This group of faces. Why did they do that? Why? do that? Why does that matter? And I want to suggest, one, 
that a community of faces with the very face of God shining upon it is far more powerful, and I'm going to use the word power, powerful than one face. This interaction this morning of hundreds of faces is far more powerful than a single one of our faces. And each of us contributes our face and adds something necessary. Our face adds something necessary to this community. And by sharing what we have, all of what we have, with this community, we are blessing it. We are empowering it. We are sacralizing it. We are making it holy. Because this is not just any community. This is a church. This is a church. A community which has the power that all communities have, but it has a special power, and that is the face of God shines upon it. It has the power of God. And so it is when Peter and John say to the man, lame from birth, Look at us. See our faces. They share with him a power. Not just the power of their faces. And not just the power of the faces of their community, but the power of the very face of God. This... Power, brothers and sisters, is our power. This power God has given to us, not to each of us as individuals, but to us as a community of faces, as an interfacial community. And it is the power of our interaction with each other and those we invite into our midst that is the best we have. It reflects the very power of God. We have in our priorities as a congregation, our aspirations, our desires for us, uh, is to be hospitable, to express hospitality, to, to embody the hospitality of God. And, and we don't do it to be nice, just to be nice to people or out of just mere friendliness. We do it as a spiritual act, as a theological commitment, as a statement of faith. We do it because we believe that we have the power to change the world here, here in this room. But we can only do it as an interfacial community. We can only do it as we receive the power from the face of God shining upon us. We can only do it by inviting others to share in our life. So as we enter into this resurrection season, this Easter tide, I invite us to name, to recognize, and to celebrate our power. The power of the very people of God. Amen.
Thank you, Phil. Let's respond to Phil's words uh, in the Green Book, Sing the Journey, number 64. Somos el cuerpo de Cristo, we are the body of Christ. Bit of a road map for the song, even though we're familiar with it. The refrain is on the first page, and uh, then after we sing that twice, we'll go back and do all of the verses on um, page two. Um, Eric will be helping us with the Spanish, but I'd like for us to, and there is a mic down there if you'd rather use that. Um, I'd like us to not think of it as a solo as much as uh, Eric helping us a little bit. Um, we're going to attempt the Spanish along with the, the solo part. And um, like I tell my children at school, it's okay to make a mistake as long as you do it with confidence and gusto. So even if it's just the first word, um, that's okay. Um, I'm going to be a good model for you and do it myself as well. And I know I will make lots of mistakes, so please join me. I promise we will do it at a tempo that is just slightly above your comfort zone. all distracted and forgot to invite you to do your offering now. It's time to bring offerings forward. Let's bring joyfully and give to God.
Following our worship service, Goshen College is holding baccalaureate in this space. So instead of extending peace and welcome here, move on outside and greet each other there. In other words, let's clear out and be hospitable. Hear these words of benediction. May the Creator's light live in you. May God's love pour out of you. And may God's Spirit guide you. Amen. Go in peace.